the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they really love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host here on the air, my daughter as well. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Starting this hour off is Dana in California. Hi, Dana. How are you? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm doing well. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? (laughs) Well, um, my husband passed away a little over a year ago, and I know that you... Yeah, um, I know that you advise people not to make big decisions for about six months, but I have um, a nine-year-old daughter, and he passed away in the home, so we sold the home, um, and I took um, one of the distributions. I took a distribution from one of his accounts to pay off our debt and put towards a down payment on the home that we purchased. We relocated. Um, Anyway, now I have a tax burden of $33,000, because I used, I didn't, because I took the distribution from that account. And I'm just wondering if there's some loophole or something that my tax person is missing, perhaps, you know, because it's go, it went from one investment to the home, which is technically another investment. So just wondering, I was out of debt for a hot second, and now this. Mm. I'm sorry, Dana. I'm sorry. How old was he? Um, he was 36. My goodness. Okay. Um, what other monies do you have? I have, well, I have my monthly income. Um, what do you make? And I'll make a, a little over 90000 this year. Okay, good. So I'll be able to, I mean, I will be able to pay it off. I've already run the numbers, and I can pay it off in about a year, but it's putting me, I wanted to have the home paid off and just, yeah. It's just slowing things down, and I. What other? Do you have any um, other money? You say you took a distribution from this particular fund. What was what's left in it? Um, there is another fund, but it's I can't do anything with it right now because it's because of the way that he passed away. There's there was no life insurance, um, but this other retirement account is basically at a standstill. I have it. I mean, it'll be fine, but um, it's just pending like a workers' comp situation. Mm, okay. All right. And how much does it amount to? So, that one is 168000 Okay. When will that situation be settled, do you think? I'm hoping um, by June of next year. Okay. When is the tax so, bill due? Next April? Or is it already due? It's due, it's due now. It was due last yeah. April. It's late. Uh, yes, it's late. Okay. I, I I filed an extension, but still um, extensions don't due, yeah. extensions don't extend payment due. Correct. They yes, don't, they don't extend the filing. So you it was due in yeah. April. Okay. And yeah. um, the money the the retirement account you took it out of was how much? How much is left in it? I it was one hundred and eight thousand. So I took the entire account and put it towards my house. I put. Okay, so you don't have any money left except the retirement that's in dispute. Yes, I right. I have I have about twenty thousand dollars in other retirement funds. I have my retirement fund that's ten thousand, and yeah. then I have another. Do you have um, any money fund. in just savings? 
I have my nine thousand dollar how much um, emergency fund. How much? One thousand. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, okay. The answer to your question is no. There's nothing you can do. You um, you got bad advice, and this what the moves that you made have pinched you into a corner um, because yeah. your house is not an investment that is transferable from a from a retirement account. Uh, both yeah. are technically you know qualify under the term investment, but for tax purposes, they're not even close to being the same thing. So no, you okay. you're going to pay thirty three thousand bucks because you made a bad move. Um, yeah. So. Uh, what I would do is this: is um, uh, you owe you have a debt of thirty three thousand dollars. The debt is with the IRS at a high interest rate and high penalties. Okay. Yes. So yes. getting it, turning it into a different kind of debt, is not taking out debt. It's just changing the type of debt it is. So if you can go down to your credit union, making ninety thousand bucks, and borrow thirty three thousand and pay it off, that'd be the thing to do. Okay, I was wondering about that. Yeah. The tax person said that it's they're they're good debtors. You might as well just leave it and pay it off with the Your tax plan, person but. is apparently an absolute idiot. He oh. got you into this in the first place, and now he's giving you that advice. Actually, IRS he, IRS interest rates are nowhere, and penalties are nowhere even close to the credit union. They're yeah. a loan shark. Well, actually, I I didn't ask for anybody's advice when I took the. Um, the distribution and put it towards the home. But okay, all right. Then I won't blame yeah. him for that. But no, that's that's ridiculous okay. advice. So no, you you okay. can pay the IRS off in a year if you want, but you're going to pay a ridiculous interest rate. I'd rather you pay off your credit union in nine months. Okay, yeah, I'll, I can go do that today. Yeah. I, I was wondering about that. Okay, yeah. that that's going to be your best move. And then uh, and then I want you to slow down here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Slow okay. down. But, you know, you, you, you um, there, you, was, there, you, there are some things you needed to do because of the situation. I get that. Okay. But, but yeah. you left yourself, you cost yourself 35 grand because of the, because you just, you, you, you know, and I'm not picking on you. I just don't want you to do this again next time. So slow down. That's why we tell people to move slow. Now, again, I, I get that you sold the house or you needed to sell the house emotionally. That's fine. But I wouldn't have minded if you moved into a rental for a little while mm-hmm. until some of this stuff got cleared up, until you had the money saved up to do some other things, clear your debts. I, I would have advised you to go slower. But um, so that's okay. So it's a hard situation. It's horrible. It's horrible to go through. I'm so ha- sorry. Having a, having a kid and then this happening, Dana, at your age and all yeah. the situation, I mean, it is, it's, yeah. your mind is, is in a fog. So don't have the, the guilt and the shame. No, I'm not trying to do that. No, no, I know you're not. But just saying to her, though, because I think... So many money mistakes, whether you're in the situation or not, follow people. And I think people beat themselves up yeah. and they're like, why did I do this? Why do I do this? Because that number just continues to follow you. So I, as yeah. much as you can, Dana, just let it, you let yeah. it go. You're knock, a good mom. Knock the you 33 you, out, but make the commitment then yeah. to learn from the bruises. And uh, we always got to learn from our bruises. And that's, um, that, that's all I want you to do. I don't want you mm-hmm. to carry it as a permanent wound. That's not my goal here, but I do want you to learn from the bruise. So, yeah, go take out a credit union loan, pay it off. Don't take financial advice from your tax person. Um, They're apparently not very good at it. And um, then let's get it paid off as quick as we can and then slow down. Mm -hmm. Just make 90. Give yourself some room to heal, girl. You've been through hell. I'm so sorry. This is The Ramsey Show. 
Hey guys, George Camel here, and I'm so excited to tell you about the newest product from Ramsey. It's called Gazelle, and it's a digital banking experience that will help you spend and save the Ramsey way with banking services provided by Pathword NA. You'll get a single spending account with no monthly fees, and it's FDIC insured through Pathword NA. We're offering early access to our beta customers so you can help us make it the best experience it can be. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash Gazelle to sign up for the waitlist today. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Parents, if you've got school-age kids, the last thing you want is for them to be normal adults, broke. You want them to be weird, not broke, like you. And that's why you've already got them listening to the Ramsey show in the backseat of your car, all that kind of stuff. We're 100% on board with that. we got tons of stuff to help you and your kids' teachers packed into our back-to-school sale. One of the biggest challenges teachers face is getting students to actually engage in classroom conversations. Dr. John Deloney created classroom editions of his Questions for Human cards. They're made for elementary, middle, and high school kids. Help them build lifelong friendships and real conversations. At home, you can keep the fun and the learning going with our popular children's books and tools, the Adventure Pack, family favorite that includes the new Storytime collection. And if there's a teacher in your life or your kid's life, pick them up a Questions for Humans Classroom Editions. Good icebreaker. Gets conversations going among the kiddos. And grab one of our family favorite children's products. Help out with all this. We're all there to help you at RamseySolutions.com. Evan's with us in Winston-Salem. Hi, Evan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um. Well, me and my wife, uh, we're on baby step 3B, trying to save for a house. And uh, we've got a chance to buy a house um, from a family member. Um, she's my wife's cousin. And uh, not really like a close family member, but they're offering it to us at um, 3.5% interest on a 15-year fixed rate owner financing. Mm-hmm. And I've called around to the bank. The best that I can do is probably around 4 or a little over four. Mm-hmm. And so we, me and my wife, we're longtime listeners, and we just wasn't sure about owner financing or if that was a safe thing to do. Owner financing is as safe as anything else. If you have a good attorney, draft the, equip, draft the uh, documents. It's not a land contract. It's an actual mortgage, and the deed of the house goes into your name. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's no land contracts at all. We don't do those. Okay. Now, the downside of the whole scenario you're giving, the, uh, the, other, the other upside is you're going to have a lot less costs involved, closing costs, other things that you're going to not have with owner financing. So that part's all wonderful. Uh, how often do you have dinner with this cousin? Uh, this is the first time that we've spoken to him, and probably at their wedding about 10 years ago, maybe. Okay, so you never see them. You're not mad no. at them, but you just it's not a relationship you have. No, it's just not one that we have. Okay, because here's the thing. It's going to affect whatever relationship you have. The borrower is slave to the lender. When you borrow money from someone, you change your relationship from cousin to master. Yep. Okay, and so if if your father-in-law loans you this money, I would tell you no, because Thanksgiving dinner tastes different when you eat with your master. It will change the tone, the relationship of your between you and your wife, your, your her dad, all that kind of stuff. Never do that one. 
But this one is really, there's not much of a relationship here. This is almost like a stranger. Yes. And so I'm probably doing it. Okay. I agree. Um, it's, and, a, it's another one, Evan, in, in like just the, in in most of the calls, though, when it comes to borrowing money from family, it's just an absolute no. Uh, but there's these exceptions like this. This is so where it's distant. Like, yeah, where it's so distant and it's like, there's not really, you're not going to be with them. You're not seeing them every day. You guys aren't chatting and talking and the, there's not really much of a relationship to hinder because there's not much of a relationship. So, so in that it makes Nobody's yeah, mad. We're not saying no, that. No, no, But no. it's just a, you know, the, the thing is, if it absolutely completely went bad and went sideways and everybody was mad, it really wouldn't change your life. Right. Yeah. And I, we're not calling that. We're not saying that's going to happen. But the, the the point being that, you know, if you borrow from your father-in-law, that, that you lose that relationship. Now or you've a lost sibling a serious or relationship. an in-law. Yeah. I mean, a yeah, somebody, you, somebody that you're you. spending time with. Yeah. But um, like Rachel's got cousins that she actually has really tight relationships with. Right, mm-hmm. that you would not do this. You would not do this deal with them. I would it, do it would that. Would change. Yeah, not not a chance. I'm not changing because I'm telling you, man. The old joke is if you loan your brother-in-law a hundred dollars and he never speaks to you again, was it worth it? Right. I mean, you know. So because it does change the relationship when you loan or borrow money, it just does. So, but the point being here is there's not much of a relationship right. to change. So right. that that's I, I'm doing it because it's a cheaper interest rate, saves money. Make sure you have an attorney close the deal like you would. Any other professional transaction, get title insurance, get an inspection on the house, get an appraisal on the house, all of those kinds of things you would do if you were doing a normal transaction uh, to where you no one's getting screwed here. No one's, it's all very businesslike and buttoned up. All the documents are done. They're properly filed at the courthouse. A title company does the closing. You do everything right here. If you do all of that right, you're going to have lowered cost and lowered interest rate, and it's a good deal. Go get it. There you go. Matthew's with us in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hi, Matthew. How are you? Great. How are you guys doing? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, I've just got kind of a career question, um, but I was going to give you a rundown of myself and my wife's financials first. Um, I make, we're both self-employed, um, no debt other than our home. I make about 120. She makes about 60. We owe 160 on our home. It's worth about three, 305. Um, and I actually sell real estate, look, really looking forward to the reality check. Um, and I'm just curious, should I take the chance because I have an opportunity to start my own brokerage, but should I take that chance with a baby on the way with all the risks that we know come with starting your own company? So you're a real estate broker now making 120,000 a year. I'm an agent. Yes. That's not what a I mean. broker yet. I'm getting my license shortly. Yes. Okay. How long have you been selling real estate? Uh, a little over a year. Okay. I'm 22. My wife's 22 also. Okay. I was doing the same thing you're doing when I was your age, um, and I got my real estate license when I was 18. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, I know what you're facing. One of the things you're facing is it's tough to have credibility with people to sell them houses when you're only 22, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you got an uphill battle there. And having your own brokerage would probably help with that a little, or it might scare, or it nervous. might scare them even more. Well, see, I feel like I don't have as much of a problem with customers as I would with people working under me, who have been doing it twenty years and think for how young you are, now. right? From like a leadership perspective, mm-hmm. someone respecting, right? Yeah. And just with a kid doing October, it's like, do we take this chance when we're sitting pretty good right now? 
Yeah. And we've got a real estate market that is um, twisting and turning in the wind. It's, uh, it's very unpredictable mm-hmm. right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I think the market's going to slow down. I don't think house mm-hmm. prices are going to go down. We've already said that out loud, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to slow down. So my, yeah, my only concern would be, Matthew, you got into the real estate business in the best time ever. So like what you made yeah. then, not saying you can't make that again by any means, but it was probably easier to make what you made then than it's going to be easier to make that same amount in the next coming years because of the slowing and softening right. of the market. So what's your wife say? She says do it because it's a, it's a pretty good option. I mean, it's a pretty good opportunity with a business partner who has a very good end. I'm sorry, a business partner. That's I, new. Par- that's new information. It, yeah, I would be opening it with a with a partner. No, don't do that. Oh, really? No, you're already married. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Listen, the only ship won't sail is a partnership. The number mm-hmm. of par- business small business partnerships that survive one decade is very close to zero. Almost none of them do. We work with entree leadership businesses, tens of thousands of them, and have for decades all across America. And one of the biggest problems they have is a stinking partnership that's gone sideways. Now, the exception is medical partnerships and law partnerships, but they're structured differently anyway. It's a whole different setup. But two guys opening a real estate company, two guys opening up a uh, heat and air company, two women opening up a nail salon. This is just a – it's just a – no, 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 no. No, you don't. You don't need a partner. Uh, okay. So what I what I'm going to tell you is is scary for me to tell you because I believe in getting after it when you're young and you're an ambitious and smart young guy. And I hate to tell you not to do something, but while you uh, get s- another 18 months is going to give you a lot of information about life, a lot of perspective, especially if it's your first baby too. Yeah. There's just a lot yeah. of change. Let that's the coming. baby get born. Let's yeah. get past some of this rough patch in the real estate. Let's see what's going on. You save up. You open up with your money doesn't cost that much to open up a brokerage firm. If you open it up when you're 25 instead of you're 22, you're going to be just fine. And um, a little patience. Yeah, I think it's going to be good for you. Cruz Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Thank you for joining us. Joanna is with us in Montana. Hi, Joanna. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Nice to be here. Good to have you. How can we help? Yeah, so I want to build a home on my land. But I'm wondering if going with a construction loan is a good idea, especially since I have no credit because we're debt-free. Okay. What's your income? Yeah, it's around 90 k okay. and that's my husband. I, 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 I work at home. Mm-hmm. What's he do? Uh, software. He's a full-stack developer. Okay, great. great. Do you guys have any money saved, Joanna? Um, so we have three months worth of money saved. We had a rough year last year, so it kind of depleted. We had six months, 
and then now we just brought it back up to three after uh, having a rough year. What, what's, a, what's a rough year? What happened? Uh, he lost his job for a year, for a whole year, mm-hmm. which was kind of re- really unexpected. Does he do contract work? No, um, no. He, he, he had a regular work as a his salary. Mm-hmm. Does he work from home? Um, he didn't at the time, but okay. now he does. Okay. And where are you, where are you all living now? Are you living on the land or what? No, we found a temporary place. That, so we bought a mobile house, gutted, uh, because renting was hard to find rent, and renting was expensive. And so my husband fixed up the whole thing while he wasn't um, working. And so now we're, that's the reason why we're debt-free, because now we're living in a three-bedroom, two-bath mobile house. Mm-hmm. And Is that on yeah, your farm? We just rented a lot. Nope, we're renting the lot. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, we weren't able to move it to our land. Okay, where are you gonna? What are you gonna spend on the house you're building? We were thinking around three hundred k, and we're thinking, yeah, at about fifteen hundred square feet. Not, not a huge house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But yeah, with materials, everyone's telling us that you know it'll be more expensive. Okay, in order to get a construction loan, you would need a blueprint that has been appraised by an appraiser. Uh, the bank that you're getting the construction loan, mortgage company you're getting a construction loan can help you with that. Um, and you will have to have a contractor building the property, building the house. Okay, they don't loan money to people who just think they might want to build a house and mm-hmm. have never done it before. Okay, so a licensed contractor, a blueprint, an appraisal, very detailed financial package, um, and then you're, you would qualify at your local credit union or bank for a construction loan even if you don't have a credit score. If you've got a steady job, you've got this piece of property mm-hmm. that's paid for, what's the property worth? Um, more than 100 k Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you got the, effectively a 25% down payment. In other words, you'd have a $400,000 deal if you put a $300,000 house on a $100,000 piece of ground, right? Yeah. And that'd be a 25% equity position from day one. So they'll take a lien against your farm, and then they will dole out the money to the contractor on a schedule, construction draw schedule, based on completion points as the house goes up. When the house is completed, you would get a permanent regular mortgage that pays off the construction loan that's called the takeout loan and you will need to rearrange you'll again the mortgage company or the bank that'll help you with this they'll probably help you with get your permanent loan as well because you have to have what's called a takeout letter how are you going to take out this construction loan and you're going to take it out with a new permanent regular mortgage all of that lines up as dominoes and you can build now um how long is it going to take you to save 300000 if you don't? Quite a few years. Yeah. I mean, if you save 50 a year out of 90, it's going to take you six years. Yeah, it's true. So that's, that's the numbers that are running through my head. Now, if you take that out and you get out of permanent construction loan, and then you viciously attack that permanent mortgage after you move in and you pay it off in five or six years, that'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. As long as he's making 90 or more, and I, if he's in tech world, he should be able to continue to do that. 
Yeah. Rachel, okay. Rachel went, went through building a house. It wasn't using a construction loan a while back, but it is a detailed process. It's not something you just walk into and go, oh, I want to put a house over there. Yeah, no, there's there's a work. Yeah, you'll have a part-time job, <laughs> Joanna, in that process, yeah. but it's fun. But it's great, yeah, and it's and I think it's exciting for you guys. And with the numbers and everything, you guys have worked hard to be debt-free and be in the position you are. And so, yeah, making the step forward, I think, is I think is great. Okay, so do you, does that mean you guys think it's a good time to build right now? Because not now, not now, but you're not ready now. You don't have a blueprint. Okay. You don't have a contractor. You don't have an appraisal. You don't have any of this lined up. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna break ground in next spring. Maybe in the fall, yeah. but I, I would probably wait till spring and let some of these lumber prices and other things continue to calm down. Lumber's back down, but some of the other stuff's not. Labor, there's a serious shortage on still in most areas. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but you've got a lot of work to do to get ready to break ground in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how do you know what order to do all these things in? Like, I, I did call a contractor. Then they can they can help you start walking through that. Uh, get in touch with Churchill mm-hmm. Mortgage and see if they can do a loan there in Montana. If they can't, find your local credit union. Talk to them about a construction loan and a permanent mortgage. They'll help you get the appraisal. Contractor can help you get the blueprint. Uh, but you're going to have to have all of that. You can't just say, I think 1500 and I think that's 3000 I heard that's what I heard it costs. That's not, that doesn't work for getting a loan. They're not gonna do, they're not gonna loan that person money that does that. You got to have like airtight business case for this whole process, whether you've got a credit score or not. You've got to do all of that. And the land helps her a in bunch. that case because she owns it. But for a lot of people, and one hundred percent debt free helps her. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But a lot of people that want to build don't have lands. Right. To build you, have on. To, you have to roll the land into, into the deal, the yep. and then that becomes harder. Now you're talking about a down payment issue right? when you do all that, and, and that rolls in as well. So um, That is a question I've been getting quite a f- well, at least on social media, okay. on Instagram, is, yeah, for the new, new construction, home buying, is it a smart time to build a house? That's, there's a lot of people I, asking that. I, I'm probably going to build one next spring, but I'm not going to. You are? Yeah, but not today. Yeah. I was going to ask you where. I won't ask you on the air. <laughs> well, I've, I hadn't figured that part out yet. I didn't but, know. But uh, well, I mean, I you know we moved out. We moved out of the big house. Yeah. And we're living in a, a nice home. But we had planned to build when we moved. Yeah, I knew that. But in the, middle all this, a... in the middle of all this craziness, we're not going to. I didn't realize. You know, I thought y'all were going to take like three years just to you know, like do nothing. Of just course, anna- you're just not. announce it to you right here on the air. So there you go. Yeah. But the uh, um, anyway, that's exciting. Good, f- good for you. But and the, Mom. The, the point is, lumber has stabilized. I think labor will smooth out by spring. It's still there's still a labor shortage in general yeah. on construction. So construction's a little bit wacky, wonky still, and I think it's going to be for a little while longer. Uh, but I think the, most of the supply chain crap will be behind us and that stuff. And I think we'll have a more normalized environment. Yes. And I kind of think the economy is going to be a little slower. And so builders are not going to be quite so snooty uh, about like they're doing you a freaking favor or mm-hmm. something, you know, which is the way they act right now. Or particularly acted six months because ago. Because they can. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can. Like yeah. six months ago, they're doing yeah. you a favor or something. And I don't need them doing me a favor. I need them building a house. Oh, we know that, Dave. We know that. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. This is The Ramsey Show.
Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jake's in Canada. Hi, Jake. How are you? Hey, Dave. Uh, pleasure to talk to you. I never thought I'd be able to actually communicate with you, but it's a blessing. Well, we're honored. How can we help you? Um, so a little bit of a backstory. Um, I got married at a pretty young age. Um, so, you know, life was good. You know, we're doing the five baby steps. Uh, we managed to pay off a lot of debt and then, um, got a, a three to six months of an emergency fund sitting. And, um, so a year and a half ago, we were blessed with a little baby boy. And, um, so now, um, you know, our marriage started getting really, uh, rocky. It was like a, a hard, we had a hard time. And so, um, now my wife, uh, she's saying how like she doesn't want to be together anymore. She doesn't love me anymore. Um, she's talking to somebody else. Um, like in the middle of the night, I'll hear her on the phone with another person and, uh, just don't know what to do with that. And she wants to basically like live at home still like in the same house and so that she could raise our son. But it's like, it's a very, like, it's a very difficult place for me to be in. So I just need some advice on that. I'm sorry. How old are you? Uh, 24. Okay. Dude, you don't deserve this. No, it's, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it takes two to break a relationship, right? I'm not blaming her on it all, 100%, but it's, like, I, I wanted to make things work. We were seeing a marriage counselor and everything, and for a while there, I thought things were going good, and then about three weeks ago, she said she was done, like, she was completely done, and then, like, a couple of days later, she was talking to somebody else already, so it's a, it's a tough situation. And how old's the baby? Uh, he's a year and a half. Year and a half. Oh, Jake, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, I mean, what do you do? Well, what? yeah, I mean, in this case, I mean, if she's like, I mean, in a sense, having an emotional affair and she's, you know, talking to people and all that, I'm like, she's breaking her vows um, that she made with you and choosing not to walk down a path that you guys can have healing and move past this. And so, so sure, no one's perfect in a marriage, um, but she's making these decisions consciously to, to go against everything that you guys had in your marriage. And so, yeah, I mean what they've said earlier, but I'm like, at that point, like she doesn't, she doesn't get a lot of votes right now in your life, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, like okay, okay. Uh, so, like I, I, so let me let me back up and just address your initial question, okay? Um, if you guys can work this out and be married, and with a marriage counselor walk through this this patch, and she can set the phone down and devote her life to you, you can set your issues down and devote your life to her. That's great, and I hope that's what can happen. If the if she actually gets wants a divorce, you can't stop her. It's her. You can't make other people do things. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't make my wife do anything. Believe me. <laughs> We've been married 40 years. I can't make her do anything. <laughs> exactly. And she really can't make me do anything either, in all fairness. Okay. We all make decisions as individual adults. Okay. So you can't, you can't make people do what you want them to do. But what you can decide is what's right for you based on the decisions they're making. And, mm-hmm. um, 
and you know when you say out loud, we're going to get a divorce and live in the same house and be roommates, that that's just strange, weird, and dumb. You know when you say that out loud that it is all of those things, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's like, it's it's heartbreaking. Not even not even a possibility. Okay, if we're going to go through a divorce, that means we're not going to be married and we're going to have separate lives. No, we're not living in yeah. the same house. That's asinine. Mm-hmm. Right. So she doesn't want to leave, so, Jake. Is that the, yeah, she, like he she, said? She wants to stay in the house. With she him. wants to be in the house with you, yeah, or she just wants yeah. the house. No, she wants to because she doesn't have a degree in anything. And uh, for her to right now, like the way the market is right now, for even renting a home would be super hard for her. So she basically wants to just live there, and like so, like she does not want to go back to work. So that's because she wants to raise our son. <laughs> which like it, it would be better for him i agree no it wouldn't it just, no no it wouldn't he does not need to be raised by divorced parents living in the same house together that's so freaking weird it's psychologically damaging to your son no yeah no that's not better for your son uh, it sounds this poor girl she's so screwed up <laughs> I don't want to work <laughs> and earn money, but I don't want to be married. <laughs> well, darling, you can't you get to choose one or the other. That's <laughs> not the way this is going to oh, work yeah. out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I if think we're going to get a divorce, that she's going to have to go get an apartment. You guys are going to sell the house, and you're going to go get an apartment. Okay. No, you're not going to live together. All right. I mean, yeah, can, no, does I that, does that make – I mean, that, you knew that, right? Yeah, I did. And I just, I just like, I didn't want to be the guy to just like decide something, you know, and for it to not work out in the end. So that's why I. Well, if like, the, if call, if you guys staying in the same house involves healing your marriage, I'm all for it. Yeah, but not yeah, work out I in agree. the. There is nothing where you divorce and live in the same house together that works out in the end. You are right. a highly unattractive single guy at this point. That yeah. you live in a house with your ex. Because it says it has a big arrow above your head that says "stupid." Okay. Oh my yeah. gosh! Hey, no, really, Jake that would not. You would, you don't want to do really this. Fun. You don't want to do this. No, man. I know you don't. No, but oh. Uh, no, 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 no. And, so, and and he seems like such a kind, he's a sweet guy. person. He's a sweet so guy. to have the conversation with her, Jake, is that she's doing this. Like that's yeah. my thing. You're not the one putting her out on the street and not letting her be home with her child. She's making decisions about her life that is now choosing to isolate herself because she's chosen to go against her vows to her husband. So like, yeah. And yeah. And you're probably not perfect. I'm not saying that, but like, man, it is, you reap what you sow. And there's a level of consequences that she has to face because she's making big girl decisions and now she's about to get some big girl results, and she's got to deal with that. Like that—that's it's unfair to you to be the brunt of all of it. And she calls me mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was very kind. That was very kind. But man, it's just unfair to you, Jake. Like I feel for yeah, you. Jake, I'm like, you don't because you're a kind you person. This. Even the way you're asking the question, you're so nice. No, I'm not so sure. There's a we're level pretty that- sure, we're pretty sure you're not perfect, but you are a nice guy, and you don't deserve this. So, no, we're going to set up a normal process that says you have a future away from her if she doesn't want to be with you. She has a future away from you because she doesn't want to be with you. We can't. And then you can move on with your life and she can move on with her life. And we've got this connection with this one and a half year old. And this is all the caveat that for some reason, if there's an issue, 
that she's running from the marriage to all these other relationships that you guys in counseling and therapy can work through and, and build a stronger marriage. That's our number yeah. one, right? Yeah. Number can, one is that you guys can heal this over yeah. time. But, um, but divorced and living in the same house is no. not on the agenda. Yes. Okay. It's not on the same. It's not on the agenda. We're just taking that off the table. Just not. Let's just be real clear. <laughs> if we hadn't already been. <laughs> the way you can look at some of these things sometimes when you're in a fog on the decision-making folks, whether it's something deeply relational like that where your brain just shuts down because the stress level is so high and you really can't see clear. The way you can the way you can get clarity when you're overwhelmed with that kind of stuff is just project it out 10 years. Okay, 10 years after moving in with your ex and living in the same house, how's that working out for you? Yeah, it's and I think, not. And he probably knows that, but following through with that decision means confrontation with her making her move or yeah. he's moving and like do you know yeah. what i'm saying like following through with the repercussions of that decision is messy and yeah. so entering into that probably yeah. sounds exhausting for you jake not um, his decision though it's hers i mean she, tr- she made true. Mis- yeah yes so yes that, that's what we're facing. but his decision of not living in the house with her once they're divorced <laughs> which like is the right decision instantaneous by the way. yeah doesn't take 30 seconds to make that one not uh, th- three seconds to make that one sorry you're going through this young man Hope it works out. Doesn't sound like it's going to. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.